Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernell Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. Yes. So you might have wondered this week, next, last week, other weeks, why we sound so muffled and like we're part of Charlie Brown's (laughs) teaching crew. Um, We're wearing masks. We should have probably mentioned that before, but we're wearing masks and that's why we sound a little muffled. Um, Just so you know what our what our problem is just for that specifically. We have other problems that are not related to masks. We're not going to get to them today. Um, Okay. We're going to start off with our first guest today who is our LPO guru extraordinaire, Amanda Ewing. And Amanda, thank you for calling in. Hi, guys. Um, so let's recap Tuesday. It was a primary runoff for state races. The CD5. Con- yeah, uh, lots going on. So give us a recap. What happened Tuesday? What did voters decide? So we had uh, three big upsets on Tuesday, where uh, state senators lost their seats. So that was uh, a surprise, I think, yeah. in almost every instance. Um, we saw Senator Boggs uh, down in McAllister yeah. lost to Warren Hamilton, um, at, even though Boggs actually way outsent uh, Hamilton. So um, Hamilton's now going to face a Democrat, Jerry Donathan, in the general election there. Mm-hmm. We also saw State Senator Paul Scott lose to Jessica Garvin. Uh, that had been a kind of a, a long fight. They were fighting it out big time in the in the primary, and mm-hmm. um, Senator Scott, I think, threw, threw some mud in that race and, and was really trashing uh, Jessica, but uh, she pulled it out and um, ended up winning that seat, and now Jessica goes, or not the seat, but that election, because she now goes on to face uh, an OEA member, mm-hmm. uh, Democrat Terry Reimer, in the general. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, um, I think the most disappointing uh, outcome for, for public education uh, Tuesday night was Senator Ron Sharp, lifelong yeah. yep. educator, administrator, um, lost his seat to former state representative Shane Jett. Um, Hundreds you know, of thousands of dark money spent in that one. Yeah. It was gross. Yes. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, I think that uh, Shane Jett is, you know, somebody that we're going to really be able to work with. I mean, sure. back when he was in the state house, he was an OEA recommended candidate. And so, um, so you know, it's not a, a disappointment that, that he's in, but it's, it's really a disappointment that, um, you know, I think the, the common thought is that the um, virtual school epic, the folks behind that school, really put a lot of money into unseating Sharp because he was really known as a watchdog for our uh, mm-hmm. virtual education. And so um, Shane Jett will now go on to face a libertarian, Greg Sadler, in the general election for uh, that seat, which is basically Shawnee and Choctaw. Yeah. So he'll win. He'll win that one. Shane Jett will, right? I mean, yes. Yes. Are, uh, he's pretty good. much, uh, you know, going to be the next uh, state senator for Senate District 17. And yes. we, we had somebody who won outright on Tuesday. That's uh Yes, the House District 96, which is predominantly Edmonds, um, that was Lewis Moore's open seat since Lewis Moore oh, turned right. out. Yep. And uh, 
President Stimson won the runoff there, and the Democrat, I at some point, dropped out uh, because he is now going to be sworn in as the uh, representative for that seat. Okay. Um, and I, I also want to talk about the Republican runoff for um, uh, CD5, CD5, Kendra Horn's congressional seat. That was a nail biter. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if you, I'm such a nerd, but I was refreshing auto refresh. Yes. Thank you. Election board. Um, those results. And sometimes they were split by like eight votes, yeah. four votes. It yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. And, and again, gross amounts of dark money spent so on that. It, it, the commercials were disturbing and spread false information just gross i don't know but my kids like that unicorn head Uh, yeah i don't know they were like what is that i'm like i don't i don't know girls i don't know so tell so tell us about that one amanda that was that was a tight one uh terry niece um who was uh you know started out on the far right in comparison to state senator stephanie Mm bice who throughout her career in the state senate has been pretty moderate Mm -hmm. um I think Terry Neese, you know, brought Bice pretty far to the right with her. I think that was mm. kind of, it, it became kind of who who supports uh, President Trump more and, and who, um, you know, loves guns more and uh, some pretty um, pretty extreme messaging in those yeah. campaigns. And like you said, it was a very close race. So uh, Stephanie Bice won. Uh, that's who Con- Congresswoman Kendra Horn, the Democrat, is going to face uh, in the general and that's going to be interesting to watch in the general now because, of course, you know, um, I think Kendra and Stephanie are both going to be um, really vying for probably uh, suburban voters, um, Republican women voters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to bet that we will see uh, Stephanie Vice kind of come back more to the middle and try to yeah. try to convey that she's more of a moderate than she did in this in this runoff. And I, I don't know if she'll be able to you know, actually convince people of that or not. But that, I think, is really where uh, that's who's going to decide this election, probably. Yeah. Everybody just calm down. Yeah. Bring it back <laughs> to the middle. Um, so speaking of November, um, Alicia, will you talk to us about, um, you guys are already looking to November for the Fund for Children and Public Education. For those of you who aren't familiar, um, this is, explain explain what the FCPE is and kind of where we are with things when it comes to the November election. The Fund for Children and Public Education, also known as FCPE or the PAC, it's OEA's Political Action uh, uh, Committee. None of our dues dollars goes to support uh, campaigns and elections Zero. of candidates. Zero. It is all money that our members give above and beyond their dues dollars into the fund for children and public education. And so any contributor can run to be on the PAC council Mm -hmm. uh, as a representative. And all of our board members have a seat on the PAC council. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, um, when we have a recommended, when we want to decide if we want to um, get involved in a race with mm-hmm. the candidates, we send invitations to um, to interview. Mm-hmm. I set up an interview team made up of uh, PAC donors from that Senate district, House district, or whatever. And if we don't have any uh, contributors in a district, then it is uh, PAC council members mm-hmm. that are from around the area. Mm-hmm. And um, and we interview them 
only on education-related issues. Because we're in education. Because we are in education. It makes sense. Yeah, right? I'm drawing the line. I'm seeing it. And so our recommendations are based on their philosophy on public education yeah. issues. Right. Um, it crosses sometimes into a little taxation because we require taxes right. in order to pay education employees. Sure. And to buy books for kids and crazy things. I mean, you know, all, all the things that are required in, yeah. in education. So Amanda, you guys are, you guys have been interviewing candidates so far, right? I mean, for the, are you, are you in the process of that now? Where you guys stand with, with that? Yeah, we have, we've started interviewing candidates in several races and we've still got some interviews to go. I'd mm-hmm. say by, uh, in the next two or three weeks, we'll probably have uh, finished up with all of our interviews. But um, this weekend, our SCPE council will meet and make our first uh, big round of recommendations mm-hmm. for the general election. So um, anybody that we have previously recommended in a in a previous election, we'll be considering them again and, and determining whether or not we're going to recommend them again this uh, this coming election. And so uh, the PAC Council, they'll be making a lot of uh, decisions this weekend, and then we'll be able to kind of start uh, getting the word out uh, to OEA members who OEA members on the PAC Council uh, suggest that we support. Yeah, we and we'll have that info in the next issue of The Focus. Um, Amanda, what's it like for you to sit? I mean, you've sat through, so both of you guys have sat through a, a ton of interviews. Um, I'd, I'd say I put the number at a cabillion. <laughs> Amanda, as a, as a staff person, non-member, um, what's it like for you to see members engage that way? I mean, it's just, you know, teachers and support professionals from all over. What's that yeah, like? Yeah, I, I love it. Truly. It's, it's really, you know, for a lot of these, uh, educators and, candidates, this is the first time that they get to sit down and have like a thorough conversation about education together. And so, you know, often, uh, usually one of these people that we're interviewing is going to be the legislator in the future. And this is kind of, it's really the first chance that, you know, an OEA, you know, teacher or support personnel has to start forming that relationship. I mean, after this interview, which is usually three or four OEA members and, you know, a candidate, um, when that candidate candidate gets elected, you know, they no doubt remember these members because they yeah. had a, a thorough, friendly, you know, conversation with them. And so, you know, we're always suggesting that members really get to know their legislators, really have these real conversations. And it's, it's fun, frankly, to kind of see that uh, relationship start to form in these interviews. Because you guys get so much deeper, I imagine. I've never been in a PAC interview, but I just imagine that you get so much deeper than what you see on a candidate website, you know, or what someone might have as like a position statement that, you know, researching the election guide, a lot of people have stuff about education on their websites, but it's just like, you know, go schools and hooray. (laughs) And there's just not space or time. So I imagine it's very different. I mean, every candidate, uh, if you look at their website, is going to say that they support education. Right. And uh, what does that really really mean? When you get in, you get into those nuts and bolts in these questionnaires. Okay, well, then how do you feel about vouchers specifically? You know, you say that our public schools need more funds, but, you know, how would you actually increase funding to our public schools? And so it's when you get into those that you really realize whether or not somebody is a true ally and going to be at the Capitol fighting for their public schools. Or maybe they, you know, think that their kid's teacher is great, but, you know, that's not going to be their priority. 
And because you see so many, exactly what you said, everybody supports education, you know, but when you get down to it, there are so many nuances and there are very few candidates, you know, will say, I I don't like public education or abolish public education. It's just like such a small percentage, but there are so many nuances to what does it look like to support public ed as a lawmaker, as a, you know, as a county commissioner, as a school board member, as a city council member, and just so many it's not just, oh, well, I like schools. Well, you, yeah, you should, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. it's just, it's just, an, it, it's so, it's so interesting to me, you know, that must just be a very fascinating conversation with each of those it, candidates. It, it really is. And then our members oftentimes get hooked. They like, oh, they'll yeah. text me afterward and go, that was so interesting. Yeah. I loved that process. And they're in. Anytime that you have an opening on an interview committee, call me back. And I then- want to do that. And then you're like, suckers. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm totally going to call you every time. <laughs> and they still pick up the phone when I call. So that's also good. <laughs> well, that's on them. That's on them. Well, thank you, Mana. There's so much happening. It feels like such, you know, back to school, we don't always think of as election time. But there's so much going on and so much uh, happening before November 3rd. Um, what what do you what advice do you have for members right now this time of year as they are settling into the routine of this new totally bizarre school year? <laughs> I'd say from from our perspective in the Legislative and Political Organizing Center, um, a couple of things. One, you know, decide now how you're going to vote in November. If you're planning on doing it uh, by mail, then go ahead and sign up so you get your ballot in the mail as soon as possible and can mail it back as soon as possible because mm-hmm. we all know that that's kind of a topic in the news right now and, and uh, we're going to need to make sure we're mailing our ballots as early as possible. Um, but secondly... I guess I would really urge uh, folks to look into who's running for office in their area and, and start volunteering for a candidate. Yep. I know that, you know, face-to-face interactions we're not doing uh, much right now, but there are all sorts of socially distanced and safe activities you can do, making phone calls, sending text messages, mm-hmm. just hanging things on people's doors, all sorts of things you can do while you're still being perfectly safe during these uh, crazy COVID times. Um, and Alicia, do you have anything that you want to share? Ideas for members or things you want people to know? Yeah, our members should know that um, they could run for a PAC council seat. We will be having PAC council elections coming up in September. And, Just around the corner. And uh, after our meeting tomorrow, we'll know where the vacancies are mm-hmm. in the PAC council. And we'll be putting that information out. And I'm sure in the legislative update. Yep. Uh, on the website, on the Facebook, all the Insta Faces Spaceograms. Um, <laughs> oh, my word. It coming up. So um, so look for that. And if you're interested and you're a PAC donor, you can run for those seats. Yes. Yes. Well, great. Well, a lot going on. We appreciate you, Amanda. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty more for us to visit about before November 3rd. Yes. All right. Thanks very much. All right. Bye. Bye. And we're joined with, by our next guest, Laura Miller, who is our teaching and learning specialist for Western Oklahoma. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Um, well, we wanted to visit with you about something that the Teaching and Learning Center has coming up, Tips and Tricks Tuesdays. So so excited. What it, so tell us about it. Tell us uh, what you guys are doing. I am super excited about this, and I am excited to tell you about it. So... We spent a lot of our summer um, planning different professional development opportunities for our members to help Mm -hmm. them start this crazy new year that we're in. 
And, I mean, we did everything from how to add students to Google Classroom to looking at Canvas and ExactPath. Mm-hmm. And so now then that the school year is rolling, we wanted to be able to remain relevant to our mm-hmm. members and useful, basically. So when we sat down and discussed it, we decided, you know, where we'd look at what is the best way to do that for our members. And what we decided was to continue to add different things for them. Because the thing I know about teachers is we panic a little and think there's no way we're ever going to be able to do this. And then when the moment comes, teachers kill it. You yep. know, they totally right. conquer what they're going to do. So how I think we're kind of over the worrying about it and panicking stage. And now then our teachers are in the let's go conquer this and show the world what we're capable of. And so what we decided was we wanted to be able to give them a few tips and tricks to help them with all of their digital platforms. So we're looking at helping them with Google Classroom, Canvas, ExactPath, mm-hmm. Seesaw, even Zoom. You know, just mm-hmm. basically any platform that they're, they're interested in. Let's give them some tips and tricks to make them look like the rock stars that they are. So where are people going to, who can see this? Where's it going to be? How can people access this stuff? Okay, that was another big thing. You know, how are we going to do this and, and make it so that all of our teachers can see it, all of our members um, can get some, some good use out of it. So we talked about, you know, just actually having videos or doing different things like that. And then we decided that the best plan would then be to... Um, do just a short thing and push it out there on what other than Facebook Live. Let's mm-hmm. let's push yep. it out. Let's do a live video so that members can go on and they can ask questions and they can we can answer them. And if we de- can't answer them, we can definitely put them in touch with someone that can. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is a brave new world this fall. I mean, this is a yes. Everybody's yes. sort of starting at the same spot because it's the spot of we have never been here before <laughs> yeah what one of my it is i mean and normal doesn't look like normal has looked before you know and this this is a new normal and we <laughs> looking at helping out our teachers is the main thing that, that we wanted to do so oea has several um Oh, uh, groups within uh, our staff, mm-hmm. and we introduced you as our teaching and learning specialist for the western half. What does that mean? What do you, what does our teaching and learning staff do? Okay, our teaching and learning staff is in charge of just that. Um, we look at doing professional development for districts who have members, and we provide a lot of that for free. Mm-hmm. And um, we look. At, we can do classroom management. We can do trauma. We can do um, the technology side of things, and we can go into school districts. Or, as things are right now, we can zoom in to school districts right. and provide that professional development. So we we're kind of in the process of switching up how we've done things in the past. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and and looking at a new new more virtual way to do things. We even have some stuff set up with some school districts and they're going to call it um, dinner and PD where they're going to go home in the evening and 
Zoom in, and that way they can sit down and have dinner while we do some professional development for them. I think we're looking at doing some classroom management and what does that look like in a virtual world. Can I just say that all professional development should involve just also eating? Yes. Like that will significantly improve PD, just generally. Um, I mean, if you go to a PD and there's not snacks, (laughs) then somebody needs to go. Somebody's getting put in a headlock. Um, And all of you guys are, all of you guys are career teachers. I mean, you're in the classroom out in Hammond and tell us about what you taught and what that's like to go from teaching to now teaching teachers. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, Okay, so I spent the last 17 years in Hammond, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and I taught everything from fifth and sixth grade. I taught English. I was even the cheerleading sponsor at one point. Heaven help those poor girls. <laughs> um, and for the past six years, I was their special ed director. So I was able to work with all levels yeah. and, and look at, I was able to go and get my master's in psychometry and counseling. Um so I kind of wore several different hats mm-hmm. for for that that district, and that's and, what um, smaller districts look like. Yeah, you in a smaller district, you never just wear one hat, right? Right. I, exactly. I always introduced myself and said that I was the special ed director, the special ed teacher, the special ed nurse, and the special ed janitor. <laughs> <laughs> I was and cheerleading the sponsor, you know? and cheerleading sponsor. <laughs> so, well, exactly. Um, you guys, your first tips and tricks Tuesday is coming up this Tuesday, right? Yes, it is Tuesday at four o'clock, Perfect. and it is going just kind of a sneak peek because um, we had a really good time. We, you know, what do you do? We wanted something fun to kick it off with, mm-hmm. and so what we decided to do was how to create that Bitmoji interactive virtual classroom. They're adorable. And, you know. Adorable. Oh, they're so much fun and they're so easy to do. And, you know, and showing you how to, you know, if you wanted a kid to click on the TV on the wall, how to make that go to your YouTube video that you wanted to simp watch for the assignment. And then the paper on the desk, you can click on it. And it takes them to the assignment. So we've got that coming up. And then on that same um, note, we ha- also have another new staff member in the OKC Metro yeah. whose name is Brianna Flatley. Yes. And she has created some of the most amazing um, classrooms using these Bitmoji. And they're interactive. What Heather and I will be doing on Tuesday is pretty basic, just kind of a how-to, how uh-huh. to set it up and everything. And But Brianna has this whole interactive thing that you definitely want to tune in for. Think, okay, are you ready for this? Think we're, we're setting. Super Mario. Oh, they're oh, in. gaming. They're in. Yeah. The kids are in. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. So, so is she going to so be on Tuesday with you? Uh, she will not be on this coming Tuesday. So she's. But she will be on one of the future, I think either the following Tuesday or the Tuesday after that. So we're going to get a schedule put up so Mm -hmm. that, um, and get it in a pretty easy place to find. We'll probably post it on our Facebook page as well as our OEA page. Yep. It'll be it. So that everyone can kind of go on and see exactly what our schedule looks like. Yes. You can access that at okea.org slash tricks. You can check the schedule, see past 
uh, tips and tricks. I mean, obviously, there are not any past ones right now because right. it's in the future. But you know what I'm saying. Eventually. Future past. Future tips. past ones. They'll be there. Days of future gone by. <laughs> it's, what is it? Exactly. O- October. 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 <laughs> well, we're excited to see what you guys have. That's su- it's going to be super fun and um and. Thank you for taking time to chat with us. Uh, we really look forward to well, thanks for letting you. to seeing what you guys have on Tuesdays. I can't wait. It's going to awesome. be awesome. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you letting us talk about it. And welcome to Alicia's Morning Announcements. Do, 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 do. All right. Um, so Laura came on and talked about the uh, Facebook live event that's going to start on Tuesday, September 2nd at four o'clock tips and tricks Tuesday. Uh, come on and uh, on Facebook live and watch the tutoring of how to do a bitmoji classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am thinking about doing one myself. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I want to make one just to have one. I, I have so nothing. To, I have nothing to even share. But yeah. I, I want one. <laughs> There's lots to share. People can click on there, learn all about who Carrie Jacobs really is. My mom will click it. Just yeah. my mom, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> all right. Um, last night, we had a great turnout for our aspiring educators who held a Facebook Live event that was a Q&A on uh, yeah. healthy campuses. It was that I was so interesting to hear them talk about you know, like right now they're students and they're teachers, you know, they're like, they have sort of these, I mean, it's a unique situation where they're worrying about campus, like as students, but also campus as student teachers and what that's going to look. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on for them. Yeah. A lot of great questions. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, school nurses organization, Mm -hmm. Beverly Burke Mm -hmm. on and our chief counsel, Richard Wilkinson Mm -hmm. from OEA on to answer some of their uh, uh, legal questions as well. Um, and and then there were two big anniversaries this week. Um, the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which gave some women the right to vote. Uh-huh. We know that Native and um, um, Black women did not have the right to vote for probably another 40, 45 years. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, but still... The 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment giving women the right to vote. Uh, so make sure that the women in your life are registered. Yes. Ask them. Ask them. Are you registered to vote? I don't even want to talk politics with you. Are you registered to registered vote? Registered to vote. Your friends, your family. Make sure the women in their, in your life are standing up for themselves at the ballot box. And I, um, I was writing my focus article yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and did a lot of research on the suffragist movement. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of parallels between what happened to the suffragists mm-hmm. and what's going on now with um, racial and social justice movement. And huh. I, I don't want to give it all away because I want you to read my fo- uh, my focus, not my focus article. Is it the focus? Yes. The, yes. Our monthly magazine. Yes. So the focus magazine article um, so make sure you read that and um, think on it a little bit. It's it's really interesting. Um, and I'm not even a writer. Uh, <laughs> anywho, but today is the 57th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. Yes. And, um, you know, the, a lot of racial and social justice work still needs to be done mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, 
to work toward the dreams that he laid out and our own dreams of mm-hmm. what we want for our society. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we need to work on dreaming. Yes. We need agreed. to work on, on all of that. What are your dreams, Carrie? You know, I, in my little corner of the world, like what I really, really, um, that I dream for is for equity for our kids, for kids to have access to opportunity. And, um, there are so, you know, all of, all of the inequities existed before the pandemic. And in a way, I'm glad that this has highlighted it for maybe people who weren't aware. Right. Um, but it's just, there's so much work to do. And I think a lot of times folks just say, well, you know, everybody, everybody can go to school. So we're done with that check, but that's not, it's not it. That's not the work that's left to be done. I mean, we have so much to do for our kids. Um, and so that's really what I, what I dream of is that we will continue to work towards that goal of equity where all kids have access to opportunity and fulfill their purpose in life, whatever that is, whatever that may be, but that, um, that we can all provide kids the opportunity and the supports and the resources to reach those goals, whatever they are. Um, yeah, that's what I'm, it's, it just, it's a lot. It's a, you know, sometimes feels overwhelming, but we got to keep, we got to keep doing it. We have to what, uh, run and not grow weary. Yeah. I mean, or keep running when you are weary. Cause I feel, yeah, because we've got work to do. (laughs) Yes. We have work to do. And, um, and there's no, there's never any time to, uh, not have your foot on the gas yeah. to make those dreams come true for our kids. And, and that's really, I mean, what you just said is in essence, the cornerstone of our belief system mm-hmm. at the Oklahoma Education Association. That's why we do what we do every day. Yep. Our kids are worth it. Yep. Well, we want to say thank you to Amanda Ewing. Laura Miller for joining us today. Uh, We want to thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall-Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for your dreams and public education.